how can you really commit to somebody else if you haven't committed to you and honoring yourself first? Right. And so I think that's the permission slip that most people miss when it comes to, Hey, I've made this commitment, but it's no longer in alignment with my values. Hello, my love, and welcome to the boldly courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the boldly courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast & Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My guest today is Brooke Dumas, and she is an event coordinator and event planner that has worked very closely with one of my soul sisters, Taylor Simpson. And I've heard nothing but amazing, amazing things from Taylor. And I knew that Brooke and I needed to connect. And in this episode, we don't really talk about event planning. We actually talk about the process of really learning how to trust your intuition and how to really just trust yourself. Brooke used to be a wedding planner and she shares a story of how um, an experience with her husband getting transferred from East coast to West coast called her forward into an opportunity to shift directions and really dive into event planning and doing retreats. And she went all in on her business and she talks about what it looks like to face your fears what it looks like to push your limits. We talk about traveling the country, traveling the world, doing scary things, and really tapping into your inner knowing and your intuition, and that it is okay to break commitments and what that looks like for Brooke. We also dive deep into the dynamics of masculine and feminine and how important it is to bring that feminine essence into your business. So if you are somebody who is at a place in life right now where 
you are struggling to make a decision or you're not sure of what the right next step is, this conversation with Brooke is going to help you really uncover what it will look like to give yourself permission, what it will look like to take action, what it will look like to to take action despite of fear and how to really face your fears and stretch your potential. Brooke is an award-winning event planner who helps business coaches, entrepreneurs, and spiritual leaders create, plan, and execute retreats all across the world. After opening her very first event planning business in 2016, Brooke felt a call to serve entrepreneurs through events. She created her very first retreat for entrepreneurs, and after three successful retreats, she felt led to offer her event planning gifts to all types of entrepreneurs, and Brooke Dumas Retreats was born. Since launching Brooke Dumas Retreats, Brooke has created her signature course, Retreat with Ease, which teaches business owners how to plan a retreat from start to finish. Let's dive into my conversation with Brooke. Welcome, Brooke, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you and your radiant light here. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation around the importance of connection. You are a retreat host, so I'm sure there is so much knowledge and wisdom you have to share with our listeners about <laughs> retreats right now and the power of in-person connection and such a, such a perfect time for it. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And like, you totally hit the nail on the head, like in a freaking season where we've been told that we have to be apart from each other for over what, two, almost two years now. Um, like in-person connection is so important more than anything. Like we, we need it to survive literally, literally basic basic human need (laughs) physical touch is a basic human need. Right. Yeah. I think about that sometimes because I live alone and I'm, I don't have a boyfriend I I'm dating, but like, I don't have any, like, you know, consistent person in my life. And I'm like, wow, there are like, there will be weeks that go by where I literally don't touch anyone other than my dog. Like my dog snuggles me, but it's like wild to think that there are people that are not like physical. And it didn't dawn on me how important that is until I actually had people in my life where I was like hugging them regularly. And I'm like, wow, this is like a thing. Totally. I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I go through those phases sometimes where, yeah, I don't see anybody. I'm not touching anybody or anything like that. And then I'm like going to a coffee shop, just like, can some random stranger just let me hug them really quickly? Like it's crazy. Like the connection that you get just from a physical touch or not even that just like being in other people's energy and their aura, like just feel it. Like you can feel that your energy mm. field. What I don't know how far it goes, but I know it's at least a few feet and you can really feel that just like even sitting across the table from somebody. Totally. Totally. Okay. So, um, first question I always ask everybody, same question is what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Ooh, boldly courageous thing. I love this question. Um, I would say I have been, this isn't like a very specific example, but I have since starting my retreat planning business, been traveling to different countries on my own, which was something that was like Mm. huge for me. Cause I grew up in a small town in Michigan where my parents are like, if you go to Mexico and you leave the group for five minutes, you will die. If you like go anywhere, you will die. Like in college, I went to Italy and I separated from the group for 10 minutes and went to a bar. My dad's like, I can't believe you're not a sex slave. So like, (laughs) I'm just like now going into these foreign countries. And like, for me, I had like had that ingrained in my brain that like if you do anything outside of like the norm or stay, if you go outside of the resorts, like bad things are going to happen to you. And like 
driving in a foreign country by myself, stopping at coffee shops, getting a massage at a random like shack in the middle of the jungle, like just doing all of that completely on my own. Like that has been such a push outside of my comfort level. And I, every single trip, I just got back from Costa Rica again. And every single trip that I go on, I push myself a little bit more. I'm like, okay, so this trip, I had like a six hour break by myself and I'm like, cool, I'm going to go explore a town that I haven't been to yet and walk around and shop and have lunch and go to the beach and all of that and choose to not be fearful. So that yeah. has been my very courageous thing for my little small town mind. I resonate with this so much because I I'm an introvert by nature and I'm Capricorn. So I like to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so that these two things together are a recipe for disaster when it comes to these types of things that you're talking about. And my first time traveling internationally by myself, I ran a marathon in Madrid and like the first 24 hours I was there, I like did not leave my hotel room and I had to go pick up my race packet. And so, um, I like mapped, I was so terrified to get on the public transportation on the, on the subway because I was afraid like I was going to go the wrong way or I was going to get off the wrong stop or someone was going to know I was a tourist or they were going to like, like, you know, rob me or something or kidnap me. And I had so much anxiety around it. But by the end of the trip, I was like exploring the city and I felt so much more comfortable by myself. And then I went horseback riding alone. So I totally get what you're saying. And even now though, there's still like this fear of, for some reason, because you're outside of the U S like all of a sudden, all the boogeymen are going to come out. For sure. Absolutely. And it's so, it's just so interesting, like for anybody that feels this way as well, like just know that like one, it is your subconscious mind just trying to keep you safe and like put the fear out there. Um, but two, it's the, the media portrays what goes on in some of these other countries, like way more dramatically than it is. And like, that's one of the things is my parents are like, well, you're going to like they get caught up with the cartel. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but the cartel is in the United States as well. So I easily could get caught up in the cartel in the United States. Like that's the honest to God truth. And I easily could get captured and all of that. So, um, just know that like, it's actually a lot safer than you think it is out there for anybody that like feels the same way Melissa and I did. And obviously there are certain precautions you need to take to be safe and not put yourself in super vulnerable situations, especially as a female. Um, but man, it's so liberating. Once you just finally do it, you're like, oh, wow, I, there's a whole other world I literally didn't even know existed. Huh, mm-hmm. interesting. And now like you're you're having all these incredible experiences and you're meeting new people. And so I'm curious, how has this, like this courage to do these scary things, how has that impacted other areas of your life and your business and your relationships? Like what is the shift? Mm-hmm. Have you, like, have you seen a shift in some of these other areas for yourself? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's hard to pinpoint it exactly, but I've just noticed that just overall, um, just like seeing one thing that I have been told my entire life, like, if you do this, you will die. Essentially, if you do this, you will die. You will get captured. You will be snatched up. Um, and then finally doing that, I'm like, oh wait, nothing bad happened. Interesting. What other areas of my life have I been lied to? Or what other areas of my life has my family, my friends, the media and all of this told me a story that they were trying to quote unquote, keep me safe. Um, and it's just, I mean, in, even in my business, um, there's like, for example, I mean, next year, we're going to do a retreat in South Africa. And anytime I would hear just Africa, not even like South Africa, just like Africa, I think we all think, oh my God, you're going to get captured. They're dying. They're like, there's 
like they're gonna hang you in the woods like oh you know what I mean all these things and like now I'm so excited to go to South Africa and I almost like seek out something that scares me so Mm. for example in South Africa I'm gonna cage dive with great whites which I have been like terrified of great whites I, when I surf, I'm like, I last like five minutes and then I'm back in the water, but it almost is like this weird, like adrenaline, like hunger to like seek things out that I have been scared of to get, get myself over them in a weird way. Um, and it's almost like I, what's the will, is it Will Smith? He said like on, maybe it wasn't him, but I, I know he had said this in like a Ted talk or something like that, but like everything that you want in life is on the other side of fear. And I've just seen that show up over and over again. And so, yeah, like you, like you said, just seeing, um, you know, the, the braveness to like move across the country, like I did almost a year ago and start completely new and like restart my business, like that courage to do that and seeing how things have like flourished because I did that, like gave me the courage to travel to different countries on my own and drive in a car in a foreign country and cage dive with great whites and like, just do all these things. And it's just made my life so much more rich. Like, I don't know another way to say it other than like, my life is like so much richer and so much more exciting and just like, Oh, it's juicy. It's so good. I love that. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it's it, that's the, that's the whole point of incarnating on this planet, right. Is to have the full Mm. experience. Right. And then, and to not play small and to not stay in the four corners of your home. So, um, it seems to me like you are a person who loves to like squeeze the juice out of life and squeeze the juice out of experiences and just like live out loud and full out. Right. And so what was it like trying to navigate this business? Cause you do retreat, you do the uh, wedding planning, right. And now you do Mm -hmm. retreats. So I would imagine like pivoting into retreats in a time where no one is meeting in person probably will felt similar or will feel similar to cage diving with great whites. Like, is this going to work out? Is this a big mistake? Right. So what was the, can you take us back a little bit and walk us through that process of like, how did you know, number one, like, how did you know you wanted to make a switch out of weddings? And what was that process like for you going into what some might consider like an uphill battle or a really irresponsible decision during 2020. Yeah. So to rewind back, uh, like briefly, when I first started my wedding planning business in 2016, um, I, I didn't start a wedding planning business because I was passionate about weddings. I just knew I wanted to start a business and I wanted to get out of corporate, but I just didn't know like what that business would look like. And frankly, I didn't know what like options were out there. So at that point, starting a wedding planning business felt like a major stretch to me and also felt like, Oh my God, nobody's going to pay me money for this. Are you joking me? Cause again, I grew up in a super, like super small town in Michigan, like 4,000 people, um, like, you know, really small money mindsets, not a lot of like people weren't doing like big major things out there. So even starting a wedding planning business just felt like a, a huge stretch for me. And so I started it just again, because I wanted to start some kind of business, get out of corporate. And then I knew along the way, weddings weren't going to be forever for me. And so once I got probably about two years into the business and I felt like, okay, I have like my feet wet. I'm like actually making money doing this thing. Let's try on something like that sounds fun and exciting. So I started, um, I hosted my own like event and retreat in my business. And I'm like, okay, it's just going to be about entrepreneurship. It's going to be fun. And all these people came and I loved it. And I made $0 because I had no clue what I was doing and like didn't price the tickets properly 
and spent way too much money. But even though I made $0, I was still like so excited about the process and loved it. And I, in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm onto something like something feels really, really good here. Um, and so I ended up hosting another one, same thing, like absolutely loved it. I think I ended up making a little bit of money off that, like maybe a thousand dollars, nothing too wild, but Hey, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, especially when you're doing something new and exciting that you're into. And then I started to notice, um, friends of mine that were like, Hey, I'm hosting a workshop. Can I hire you to coordinate it? And I'm hosting a retreat. Can you be on site and help me out with these things? Um, and so at that point, you know, I was charging a few hundred bucks here and there. And so I was like, okay, I see that there's people that need support in this and they need help in this. I don't know if there's a market for me to make a lot of money doing this, but I'm going to give it a whirl. So when we found out in um, November of 2020, that my husband got a job transferred to San Diego and we were moving to San Diego. Um, I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. Either I have to move to San Diego and, or I shouldn't say I have to, I get to move to San Diego and start a wedding planning business, or I can go all in on this idea of doing a retreat planning business. Um, and again, had like literally no clue if like there was that big of a market for it, if people would pay me real money for it and just like dove all in, joined a mastermind, um, hired a lawyer, got a new website, got new contracts, like hired a copyright, like literally went all in. And I had never done that in my life where I had, I had gone all in on things, but not financially. Mm. Um, so that was a huge stretch for me to like invest tens of thousands of dollars into this thing that I'm like, I truly don't know if this is going to work out, but it felt so good and so exciting to me. So I went after it. And then of course, because, you know, when we chase things that light us up and make us excited, it took off like wildfire. And within like two months, I was in Costa Rica, um, planning and executing two back-to-back retreats, which was just absolutely incredible. And the funny thing is to me too, is when I started the business, I was like, I kind of thought, oh, okay. I will do like most of my retreats are going to be in the U S maybe a few international. And of course the universe was like, haha, that's so cute that you thought that <laughs> like cute, fun. Um, and like all of my retreats have been international, um, and all these really amazing locations. So, I mean, next year alone is like Costa Rica, France, Portugal, South Africa, Dominican oh Republic, like all of this. And so it's, it's been really, really incredible for me. And I, I can't express how grateful I am that I get to do this, but that's all because I trusted that initial like gut feeling and that gut intuition of like, okay, I'm onto something. This really lights me up and makes me excited. And so, I mean, it was scary as hell as I did it, but I had the most amazing supports behind me. And like, now I'm at a point where I'm not even like trying that hard to find clients. Like I'd never been in a point in my life or my business where I wasn't like grasping tooth and nail and fighting for each client that I had that like, they're just effortlessly flowing to me. Mm. And a lot of that can be um, attributed to like working in the divine feminine and all of that, which I know we'll get into. Um, but it's just been such an eye opening experience to just be in this, this pure of alignment. I've never felt this in my entire life. That's amazing. And it's, it's, um, it's interesting. Cause like you were talking about the fear around traveling internationally, but it sounds like this was g- that going all in and like seeing the proof that it worked in your business has opened you up to like those, the, the expansion in other containers, like a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Has there been a moment in time more recently? I'm just curious where maybe you had an intuitive hit not to do something, but didn't listen. 
and just went and did it anyway? Ooh, great question. Um, you know, I would say like, maybe not on a grand scale, I'm sure not anything like super recently on a grand scale, but definitely like those intuitive hits of like, oh, I really don't want to have that meeting today or something about this meeting doesn't feel right. But, um, like, I, I don't know if you dabble in human design too much, but like, I love human design and I have a divine heart in human design, which means that like commitments are really important to me. And I'm like, very, like, if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And so I have a defined heart in human design. And so I'm like, I, I always feel like, even though I don't want to show up for something, I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a lesson that's been reoccurring for me over and over again is like, to really like tap in and say, okay, is this your defined heart that's telling you that you have to show up for this encounter right now? Or is this you like deep, like something in you is telling you, no, don't do it. It's not the right time to do it, but you feel like you have to do it anyway. Mm, So, I mean, this is just like last week when you're like, Hey, I'm not feeling in alignment right now. I like, we're going to postpone this podcast. Like like seeing somebody do that, that was big for me. Like, which you didn't know that, but like, thank you for that gift. Like that was huge for me to be able to see somebody embody that and do that and not feel like they have to show up when they don't feel like it. Mm. Yeah. So what's that process like for you? Cause this is beautiful. Like having this self-awareness, right. Of, I know I'm a commitment person and yet my body is also like telling me something different. Right. So it's maybe, uh, the knowing I would maybe in this situation, what you're sharing with me, like the knowing of the defined, defined heart sounds like a thinking process, but your body, which is a feeling mm-hmm. process, which is the feminine was telling you something different. So how do you navigate those? Like, what's the conversation like in your head? Do you deal with like, um, are you like judging yourself? Do you feel guilty? Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah. A lot of judgment, definitely a lot of judgment. Um, a lot of like worry of if I, if I do this, how are they going to portray me? Are they going to portray me as flaky or are they going to like, they don't want to do business with me or they don't want to like interact with me. Um, which of course is just a a mirror for myself to look back of like, Oh, okay. Do I view myself as flaky? Do I view myself as somebody that they wouldn't want to do business with? Why am I so worried about what they think? Why am I so concerned? Because if they were true in alignment people for me in my life, they would completely understand if I said, Hey, I'm just feeling out of alignment today. I'm not feeling like this is like the best time to have this conversation. So can we postpone or, Hey, I'm feeling like this conversation isn't in alignment period. And like, I love you and I respect you, but I just feel like we probably, this isn't a great time to just do this in general. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think like for me, it's been, it asks, it's asking myself a lot of questions of like, okay, why do you feel like you need to show up for this call? What would happen if you didn't show up for this call? Um, what would like, what, what would the outcome look like? So it's kind of asking myself a lot of those questions and getting down to the root of like what the real issue is. Um, and sometimes it truly comes down to, if it's like a call with a client client, it's like, sometimes it comes down to you. We're in a time crunch and we just have to get this done. Like we, we have to have this conversation. We have to get this done. So that's kind of the root of why I need to continue this conversation. Um, and really tapping into, you know, if I postpone this conversation an hour, is it going to feel differently versus if I postpone it a week? Um, so that's been huge for me. Um, and I, of course, I, like I'm using conversations as an example, but I mean, this comes to everything from like trips from um, 
like even retreats, sometimes like I'll, I'll be on the phone with people that are chatting with me about their retreat and I can just tell, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be in alignment. Like some of the stuff that they want to do and their wording that they're using. And it doesn't mean that their retreat isn't in alignment for them. It's just that I'm not the best fit to be a part of that experience. So, um, it's just really honoring myself Mm. to say no more, which has been really freaking hard. (laughs) It's so hard, right? Because there's money mindset stuff that comes into Mm -hmm. it. So do you just to, I want to go deeper on that last example that you gave of like, okay, I'm having conversations with people and like the things that they're saying, like, I feel like it's a no. So how does that feel in your body? Like, what does that, so you're having this conversation with this person. Is it more of a thinking process of like, you don't like what they're saying, or is it more of like in your body, you feel a certain way. And how do you navigate the the drama around money with that? Oh man. Oh my gosh. I mean, like perfect example. I recently turned down a client that it was like a $23,000 client. And I just like could feel mainly in my body. I could feel in my body. I was like, this isn't going to be a fit. Like the, and again, it wasn't anything against like what they want to do is just, it wasn't a fit for me based on the structure. I really love a like deep spiritual, like I intense retreats. I love watching women or I mainly do women for retreat, but you know, I love watching individuals walk in a completely different person and walk out a completely different person. Like that is so exciting to me. And like, that makes me feel like I'm doing something bigger for the world. And so in this particular example, I didn't feel like there was a big impact that this individual was going to make on the world and that she was going to be transforming lives, which is totally fine. And that's fine. If like, you just want to go like, I love going on a trip and just like drinking and like having fun and riding horses and like going on a boat and shit. Like I'm in. And so, um, you know, I really felt it in my body. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like versus in my head doing the math and saying, Oh sweet. An extra $23,000 to my like bottom line, that would be perfect. But in my body, it felt like an absolute no. And it felt like the experience was going to drain my energy Mm. throughout the entire experience. So that's what I always think about is what, how is this going to make my energy feel about throughout the entire experience? Cause my energy is the most valuable asset I have. So if I'm like feeling low vibe and out of alignment throughout the entire planning experience with this human, then I like, I'm not going to be able to show up for my other clients. And I'm not going to be able to show up for my friends and my family and my husband and all these people in my life that I should be showing up full force for. Um, and the other thing that's been really like from a business perspective, that's been different for me is like in the world of weddings, if I had a wedding client that wasn't in alignment, the good news was, is I worked with them for a few months and then I was done with them for life. They typically weren't going to get married again. And if they did, (laughs) we had like 20 years down the road, we had a wedding. And so, but that's not the same with retreats. Like I've found that I have to be really, really selective of who I want to work with because these people are typically not just hosting one retreat and hiring me. They're hosting multiple. I mean, some of them are even hosting three, four a year. So I'm working with these people consistently and a lot, um, which I think is just such a beautiful lesson that the universe gave to me of saying, Hey, like your actions are actually, there's like quote unquote consequences to your actions. So like you need to be really, really decisive about what feels really good to your energy, not only in this retreat planning business, but like in everything in your life and what you're saying yes to and treating your yeses, like you're handing somebody a gold brick and like you're Mm -hmm. handing them your life and your newborn child and like really taking that seriously. Um, which of course came at a perfect time in my life that I needed to learn that lesson. Mm. And so what you just shared about, you know, that 
what I'm hearing is it comes down to a value system of what you value for mm-hmm. yourself and your life. And also with the type of people that you work with. So it makes it easy, not easy, but it makes it a little bit more clear on discerning between what is a yes and what is a no, because you are really in alignment with your value system. Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's so funny that of course that value system, when you say that that's came up like a lot for me recently. And I've heard of all these people that have, you know, they have values and core beliefs in their business. And I'm like, I've never actually written those down, but that's something that has come up for a a lot for me lately. And I've heard that word used a lot lately, which of course is my sign from the universe that it's time to actually like get those on paper, write them down, like speak them out and put them on my website and make sure that like, everybody knows about those. So it is only the most pure aligned individuals that I'm calling into my life. So of right. course you said that. Of <laughs> course. Right. But it's, it's like, I think, um, you know, values become, how can I wordsmith this? This is like a, I'm a verbal processor, right? So I'm like navigating this, uh, connection point in my brain right now, as we're speaking, it's like, um, the, and it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about actually connecting your human design with your actual intuition of like, if this feels like a yes in my body, um, that's kind of like step one where I can actually feel it. Like I can feel that this client and this partnership and this process and this retreat and this amount of money feels like a yes in my body. And so if it feels like a yes, it's in alignment. And so that's the physical experience. And then the verbal experience is actually taking that physical experience and putting words behind it. And that becomes like your value system. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I mean, I feel the same way. I'm like, Oh, I see all these companies with like values. I'm like, I don't know what our values are. I don't know what my mission is. I mean, I know what my mission is, but like, how do I put that on paper? Cause it's like, you have to feel it first. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it like words, words don't exist for what your values are and words don't exist. And I completely agree with you because sometimes it is like, I'm sure that you know, when you chat with a potential client, you know, within like five minutes or even less than that, if it's going to be a great fit or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you can't put that into words. It's again, it's, you have to feel it. And then like somehow find the right words that maybe don't even exist in the dictionary to describe it Mm -hmm. hard. And part of that is a little bit of trial and error, like to your point of like, trusting yourself, right. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, I know the people I like to work with. I'm not a hundred percent sure about the people that I don't like to work with until I work with them. And I have that experience. Right. And so it's an evolution over time of like, okay, this used to be a value of mine, but as my business has evolved and like we were talking about earlier, like your business evolves, um, does this still feel like a truth for me? Does this still feel like a value or can I go back and like renegotiate? And the word that keeps coming up for me as we're talking about this is permission. You Mm -hmm. get to give yourself permission to change your mind. Like, and this probably feels like a, like a short circuit for the, you know, human design side of you being like, wait, what? I can change my mind. Like you can change your mind at any time. Right. And so the thing that you've committed to, if it no longer feels in alignment, then you're actually going against your commitment to your values. So what are you committed to first? Mm -hmm. Are you committed to yourself and your values first? And then your client, or are you committing to your client first and then your values? And when you do that, you're committing to nobody really, Mm, right? Because how can you, how can you really commit to somebody else if you haven't committed to you and honoring yourself first? Right. And so I think that's the permission slip that most people miss when it comes to, Hey, I've made this commitment, but it's no longer in alignment with my values. And this is where I see 
marriages struggle, right? Talking about relationships where like the value system that you had and the commitment that you set year one is very different than the value system and commitment year 10. And it's okay to temperature check and say, Hey, are we on the same page? And if we're not like, why are we, why are we so committed to this commitment? Like we're more committed to the commitment than we are to each other. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. No, that's so true. And then like, just to reverse back to what you said, like, I love the piece that you said about like trusting yourself, because that was a huge lesson that I've learned this year as well. Is like, I, I wasn't fully trusting myself for a really long time in my life. And like, that is just major. And like, once you really get down to the root of like, okay, why don't I trust myself? Like what, what's coming up and what's blocking me from actually like being able to trust myself and go full in on that. Um, that's huge. And I feel like that's also a huge part of like, like leaning into that feminine too, because I feel like, you know, the masculine, it's like, I like, don't trust anybody almost like that kind of feeling sometimes don't trust anybody. Like I'm the only one I can rely on and all of that, but it's like deep down, you're actually not really trusting in yourself. Um, and trusting in the universe too. Like, oh my gosh, I've heard this example recently. And I absolutely love this analogy is like, your relationship with the universe should be the same relationship as like a parent and a newborn baby of like a newborn baby doesn't worry about where their next meal is coming from. Doesn't worry about if their diaper is going to get changed. Doesn't worry about if they're going to go down for a nap. Doesn't worry about shit because they don't have to. And because the parent has it all under control. And I like heard that example. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so true. We are the newborn baby. We shouldn't be worried about anything at all because we are so supported And like, same for the fact of like, you know, sometimes like the parent puts the kid down for a nap and the kid's having fun and playing and doesn't want to be put down for a nap. But like what the parent knows is that in two hours, they're going to have a play date with all their best friends. So they need to go down for a nap now. So then they have energy for the play date. And it's like, oh my God. So all these times in our lives where we think this like stuff isn't happening for us or we're the victim. It's like, actually the universe has a way bigger plan to conspire. So like, I heard that analogy recently and like hearing that made me be like, oh my God. So I can let go and trust. Like I actually can let go and like, let the universe do its thing and like trust the universe and trust myself that Mm. everything's going to be okay. So powerful. Yeah. I love, like, that's blowing my mind. That analogy really is like babies babies don't feel guilty for just being babies. Like they just are open to receive at the highest level. Talk about the ultimate like divine feminine. So let's, let's talk about that. Like, um, what kind of led you into understanding the dynamics between masculine and feminine? And how do you, um, how do you kind of incorporate that into your, into your business? Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't even think I fully understood what it was when I like sought it. I just knew that I had seen all these like women on the internet and even men on the internet that were just like, they had something that I I didn't have. Like the way that they would talk and they would just like flow and play and be throughout their day. And I was like, what? is that like, what is, I I literally don't even know what that is. Like, what, how can they, how can they act this way? And they would talk about, you know, like, um, the work they've done around this and to like, get to that point and all of that. And so, um, Taylor, who is, I know a great friend of yours and now like a mentor and a great friend of mine and, um, you know, followed her, the divine feminine queen on the internet. And I was like, okay, this girl clearly has it figured out this like whole thing that I don't know what it is. So she, I'm just going to, I'm going to work with her and figure it out. And then along the ways, that's when she started putting the language around like define feminine and define masculine. And I'm like, again, I had no clue what these words even meant. They felt like 
foreign languages to me. So like anybody that's listening to this and you hear the word define feminine and you're kind of like, what the hell is that? Like, you're not alone. I was exactly the same way. I was like, what are people talking about when they say that? Like, and I really attributed it to like what we think of when we hear just hear masculine feminine, like not the divine aspect of it. Um, and so, yeah, that was like the beautiful lesson I got to learn this year is just like really how to like ease into that and like lean into that defined feminine and like, let go of the masculine a little bit more. And I mean, I've seen every area of my life has improved because of it. Um, I mean, like, of course my business, but like even my relationships, like I was able to really realize that because I was spending so much time in my masculine, I wasn't allowing my husband to be in that because Mm. I was taking that role from him. And so the more I've been able to just like lean back and ease into it, the more he's been able to lean into that as well, which has just been like super beautiful to see. Um, And it's, you, it's really cool when I like a big thing that has been, I've learned from leaning into the divine feminine is probably like just enjoying being in the present moment. That was something I had always struggled with. I was always thinking, okay, what's next? What's the future? What are we working on next? Like we have to keep going. And just like allowing myself to be in that present moment and just like watch a bird fly and like, just enjoy the entire process of that. Where before I'd be like, it's a fucking bird. Who cares? Like, (laughs) like who cares? It's a fucking bird. Uh, But now like watching that kind of stuff and like appreciating like, you know, hand-painted coffee mugs. That's like one of my new obsessions right now, like handmade, hand-painted coffee mugs. Like beforehand, that wasn't something I would like really like take the time to appreciate that somebody poured their love and their time and their energy into that. Um, So it's just been, it's been a really fun process and it's been really fun to hear even my friends that don't know these words and don't know these lingos say, I see a difference in you. Like Mm. I see that like you're, you're so much more go with the flow now. Like you're so much more just like chill and you're just like in the moment. And so that's been, that feels like such a victory to me (laughs) to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. And I would imagine, you know, your job, so to speak, your business is planning, which is very much like a masculine, like planning and execution is very much like a masculine container. So I could see how easy it would be or safe it might feel to be in that container of like plan and decide and commit and execute. Right. So bringing in the feminine, um, probably felt a little bit challenging at first, I would imagine. Oh yeah. Here's a perfect example with, um, our lovely friend Taylor. Um, so her retreat in Costa Rica, the first one that I did with her, um, we were, down at like a, like a hidden secret waterfall in Costa Rica, like literally not open to the public. Like it's just a magical experience. And we're down there we did Taylor led a beautiful workshop with all the ladies. And then, um, it started to rain at the end and, um, they like did these like declarations where they were yelling out like what they're stepping into. And then they jump into the water. So like super symbolic. And then of course, as soon as they all jump in the water, it starts raining. So it's like this, like beautiful, almost like a baptism, like this beautiful, like washing it all away. And so when that happens, like they're all in the moment and everybody's vibing and they're loving it. Well, then the, 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 the event planner brain in me is like looking at the schedule, like, okay, we have to be um, out of here in 10 minutes and I need everybody to get out of the fucking water right now. And like, we need to go up the mountain and we need to like start thinking about that where like Taylor really pushed me in that moment to be like, well, they're really enjoying this experience. They're like having like a really big moment. So 
you know, creating like those moments of magic, like allowing that magic to happen. And so that like in that like 15 minutes where I sat there and like waited for them to get out of the water. I mean, it was a really big challenge for me to like realize, okay, this is what they came here to do. This is what they're here to do. They're here to experience this magic right now. Who cares if we're 30 minutes behind and the per the shuttle driver up at the top of the mountain is waiting for us? Like, who cares? Who cares? We're fine. Is anybody going to die? No, like we're okay. So, I mean, that was just like that little moment right there that really, really like pushed me to be able to just like flow and receive throughout all the mm -hmm. events I do. And I I've seen it translate even I'm still wrapping up some wedding contracts right now, even in weddings. Like I don't walk around and like carry my clipboard and march around and bark orders. Not that I ever really did that beforehand, but I'm just so go with the flow and like whatever happens, because like, frankly, you have to leave room for that magic and for those yes. moments to happen. And if you don't, and if you try to control the entire experience, then you're never going to experience that again, the word I come back to is magic. Like yes. that's it. Yeah. Leave space for the magic. And that's, that's the beauty of life, right? It's the mystery of life of like being open to those little surprises or like kind of like what you were saying about the universe being like, okay, you, you're going to go down for this nap right now because you don't know that something else is coming, right? So just being open to the magic for something even better to come because your best laid plan isn't always, it could be good. Your plan could be good, but the, the bigger plan could be great, right? And by being so rigid in that and not being open to that fluidity, you rob yourself of like something even better, like an even more amazing experience. Yeah, I say, you know, sometimes there's better than plan A, like there's something better than plan A and like you have to be open to receiving what could be better than plan A. I mean, we've mm. had multiple retreats where it's like, we literally like cancel things in the middle of the retreat because like they're deep in a workshop and they need to like go through that experience or, you know, we're sitting there and we're like, Oh, that beach doesn't feel good anymore. Like something about that doesn't feel good. And we shift things and like, that's fine. And like, again, sometimes there's something better than plan a, whatever you plan, there could be something better. You just have to be open to receiving it. Mm. And again, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about with your human design of like, well, like being willing to break those commitments or that timeline to be open to whatever feels better. So I love that it kind of like is coming full circle. Right. So, Okay. So for those that are like, okay, either they, um, want to start a retreat, want to work with you to build a retreat, or they want to know more, how can they connect with you? What resources do you have available? All that stuff. Absolutely. So best way to connect is Instagram. Um, at Brooke underscore Dumas, D U M A S underscore retreats. Um, and so like, there's many, like I share so much free information on Instagram. So please like connect with me and like, tell me what you want to learn about, because I love like sharing. Cause I do passion. Like, I feel like my mission on this earth is to help people continue to create retreats, whether that's you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you go through my course retreat with ease that like teaches you how to plan a retreat, or you just absorb my free content and be in my energy and all of that. And you use that to create your own retreat, because I do believe that retreats completely change lives and we need more of these in-person experiences. So, um, that's the best way to connect. And, um, like if you, if you love this episode, please like share it on Instagram, tag me, tag Melissa, like tell us what you liked. And, um, yeah, it's so, so exciting. I'm just Thank you so that. much for having me. Yeah, I'm definitely like, I've been called to do retreats. I love in-person experiences, you know, but I think it's, you know, obviously we're in like a time where uh, my own limiting beliefs come like, well, people would want to travel. Will they show up? You know, but obviously I know that's not true because I can see the proof that it's happening. So I'm definitely going to look into um, the course as well. But um, okay. So last question and you can go 
um, you know, as broad or as big as you want is what are you celebrating right now? Oh man. What am I celebrating right now? Hmm. I think I am celebrating the fact I have always loved the idea of coaching and I've always like loved helping entrepreneurs like hit their goals. And so lately I have had a few individuals slide into my DMS that are like, Hey, I'm an event planner. I'm a wedding planner. I'm a girl that has event planning experience. And I love what you're doing. And I want to create a retreat planning business. And, um, I think the thing that I'm celebrating about that is like my first reaction wasn't scarcity of, Oh no, no, no. I can't teach them how to become a retreat planner because then that means that there's not going to be enough business for me. My first reaction is hell. Yes. We need more of us. This is so exciting. Like, like, let me help you, please let me help you. So I've now gotten to step into this role of like coaching these women on how to create a retreat planning business, but do it from a place of like pure alignment and excitement and abundance versus a place of scarcity of if I teach you how to do this, there's going to be less pieces of the pie for me, which feels really good to get to that point. I love that. That's so powerful. And I think that's a, that's a pretty common path, right? First we do, then we teach. And so because you've been operating from a place of such alignment and embodiment and fun and play and like facing your fears and like really stretching your potential, like it becomes a magnet, right? So you being in that space of feminine and being open to receive and clients actually coming to you, like you make it look easy and effortless and fun and exciting. And people want that, right? So it's just Mm -hmm. natural progression of like, first I do, and then I teach. So I love that. That's amazing. Oh, I can't wait to see like the impact that you make. Cause that's a big, that's an even bigger impact that you get to create. Right. Cause you as oh, yourself can yeah. only host so many retreats, but if you're training 10 other people, then you're magnifying your message, your impact out into the world as well. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, like thinking of the ripple effect and the impact in the world, like that's what excites me. And like, that's, that's what excites all of us as entrepreneurs thinking about like yes. the major impact. And that's when, you know, you have an aligned business versus like, you're just in it for the money or just mm. in it to, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all love the money, but like when you're in alignment, the money effortlessly flows. So, yes. um, that's what it feels really good to be at this place in my life because I never experienced that before in my last business. So very well, celebrate it, soak it in. I love that. Brooke, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story and your light and your wisdom. It's so impactful. Um, you're going to continue to just impact the world with your mission by being in alignment and practicing that discernment and saying no to things that don't feel good. You give other people permission to do the same. So thank you for that. I love this conversation. And if you guys love this episode, as Brooke mentioned, share it on Instagram, tag us, let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.